0: Do you care about supporting small business? I do. Do you care about supporting women in business? Man, I really do. Do you care about excellent customer service? I think it's a dying art and I really, really support it. That's why I support Paco Collars. They hit all of these bases and then some. My dogs wear gorgeous handcrafted leather collars from them and I get to support a company that I really believe in. So if you believe in the same stuff I do, get over to PacoCollars.com, order the best dog collar you've ever had with a lifetime guarantee, and don't forget to enter the promo code COGDOG for free shipping. Hey there, dog people of the internet. It's me, Sarah Strumming of The Cognitive Canine, and this is CogDog Radio, podcast about all things dog sports and dog training. Join me as I explore my cases and considerations regarding the behavior of the dogs we live and play with. I hope you enjoy it. Hey, guys, I've got another great guest on the podcast today. I've got Gary Tashgen, who is the founder of the Darwin's uh, Pet Food Company. And Darwin's makes a raw, basically the raw dog food that I've been feeding to my dogs for the past year and a half to two years about. Um, And I'm really excited about it. And there's a really specific reason I wanted to bring Gary on, but we'll talk about that later. Gary, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, Sarah. It's nice to be here.
0: So you founded Darwin's Why. Why did you do that? Why raw food? Why was this a project that you wanted to be involved in?
1: Yeah, my, my feeding of, of fresh, real food to pets uh, goes back, I guess, about 20 years now. Um, uh, actually, more like 25 years ago when I, I, uh, I had a dog of my own. And this is, I think, how most people come to uh, feeding raw food is they have a problem with one of their dogs. In my case, my old English sheepdog, Max, uh, was about 10 years old, and he had developed a debilitating case of arthritis. And I tried everything that Western medicine at the time had to offer um, with no success. And finally, in, in desperation, um, I went to a holistic vet um, intending to have Max treated for acupuncture. Um, before he did that, the vet asked me what I was feeding my, my dog, and I, I told him, and um, he, he stopped me and said, well, we, we need to change your dog's diet. And he gave me some recipes um, for, uh, you know, a, 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 a fresh food diet. And I started making Max's food for him. And within a month, I saw that uh, his, his, basically his arthritis disappeared. Um, and uh, I also had another uh, old English sheepdog at the time, Casey, who had chronic skin problems. And I was, fe- I was making his food for him at the same time as well. Uh, and his skin problems cleared up in that month. And so the light bulb went on for me and I realized that you are what you eat applies to our pets as well as to us. Um, and naturally, I, I started telling all my friends who had dogs about that. Um, and and inevitably, I'd get the same answer from them I found over time was, was uh, you know, I get why feeding real food to our pets is going to be better, but I don't have time to make my own food, let alone my dog's food and it's just too expensive to buy in a store. Back then, there were very few options available for, uh, for feeding uh, real food to our pets. So that's, that's where the idea for Darwin's was planted. I thought that if I could somehow make it convenient and affordable for us to feed real food to our pets, um, that, that I might be able to make an impact on how uh, our pets in this country, uh, on, on their health. So we started Darwin's or I started Darwin's about 15 years ago. Um, out of uh, you know the, the the back of my uh, my car and and uh, making home deliveries that was one of the other things that we um, we started out with was delivering directly to our customers' homes as opposed to selling it through a store that was that was a way we could make sure that the the food was both fresh and affordable um, we we started out small and uh, uh, I think our timing was right um, you know as you may recall about oh now it's been about Ten years ago, um, we had that uh, instance of melamine contamination in in pet food, and that prompted a lot of people to start taking a second look at what they were feeding their dogs. And I think I would I would point to that as the instance where kind of um, raw feeding became, if not mainstream, uh, more more much more popular.
0: Yeah, I definitely I remember that. <laughs> that was a big deal for the pet food. Um, industry. So now Dar- so Darwin's man it's been running about 15 years. So that's so awesome. And um, So today, how far do you guys reach because you're a Seattle based company?
1: Yeah, we, we make the food in Seattle and, and we're, we're in all 50 states. We're delivering to all 50 states, including incredibly enough both Hawaii and Alaska. Wow. Um, now we don't we don't deliver that ourselves in those in, in those cases, but right. we still <laughs>
0: deliver
1: in the, in, the, in the Seattle area.
0: Um, I found it to be, you know, basically one of the biggest questions I get asked is what do you feed your dogs specifically? And I'm usually uncomfortable telling people the answer to that question because I don't want to be responsible for anybody kind of screwing it up. Um, (laughs) I used to make my own raw formulate my own raw myself. Um, I've also, I also had a dog that I cooked for at one time. And, um, when I discovered Darwin's, I've only lived in the Seattle area. Uh, I think it's going on five years now, which is crazy. But I haven't, in the grand scheme, lived here that long. And I discovered Darwin's a couple of years ago and started um, ordering it. And it was just such a sigh of relief because it was (laughs) comparable to what I was already paying to make my own food. And then also, it was so much more convenient. My work has kind of taken off and been much busier just busier and busier as we go and so being able to just kind of open the packet and put it in the bowl it's literally as easy as kibble (laughs) is insane convenience and you know you're not the only company that's offering convenience but the what i love about it is how fresh it is and there's not a bunch of kind of garbage ingredients in there like um like i think a lot of the pre-formulated So while we're talking about formulation, um, that's a primary reason I wanted to have you here, Gary, because I know that you guys have um, a careful formulation process. And right now, people are, you know, like 10 years ago, they were upset. They were upset. They were in an uproar over the um, melamine contamination. Today, they're in an uproar about dilated cardiomyopathy, which is um, induced by a taurine deficiency. So basically, the dogs are not absorbing the taurine from their kibble diets. Um, and so I want to talk about formulation because it is really important that if we are going to feed our dogs, we get it right. And a lot of the time, I think the argument against feeding raw is that we're not going to get it right. Um, but right now the kibble big brands, they're not getting it right either. So (laughs) let's talk about how, how are you getting it right? You've been doing this for 15 years. What's the formulation process for Darwin's?
1: Well, we, we, we start, I guess, philosophically, um, you know, we, one, of, one of the uh, ways we describe ourselves is we say that we are inspired by nature and informed by science. So we, we, what that means is we start with the dog's ancestral diet, which is dogs being omnivores is primarily meat, um, but also uh, with, with some vegetables as well. Um, and that's for dogs. Now, we also make cat food. And in the case of cats, they, they are obligate carnivores. So there it's, it's 100% meat. But speaking just of dogs at this point, um, uh, our, our, our diet has, uh, our formulation actually has evolved, as we've learned over time. Um, we, we started out being 70% meat. Now we've raised that to about 75% meat uh, in, in our formulations, 10% of which is organ meat. Um, and then we ha- the, the balance is vegetables, um, half root vegetables, half green leafy vegetables. So that, that's, that's the basic formula, um, you know, again, um, um, mimicking the, the dog's ancestral diet. Um, we then utilize uh, computer models, to, which have been formulated specifically for raw food, um, which uh, enable us to make sure that all of our diets meet the various AFCO standards uh, for, for full, balanced, uh, and complete nutrition. Um, so we, we, we start with, again, the, the ancestral diet, follow up with, with a, a computerized model, and then we validate um, those formulations by take, taking the food to an independent lab and having it tested to make sure that the levels um, that of, of all those micronutrients that we're using um, are within the, the, the ranges called for um, it, within AFCO standards.
0: I think that's excellent. I think that sounds, you know, it sounds to me. I mean, it definitely is more than what I was doing personally on my own (laughs) making dogs. Uh, And and me Um,
1: too. I I realized when I started the company, I'm I I, I hate to say this. What a bad job I was doing of making my dog's food. Um, You know, there's there's a tendency for do-it-yourselfers to to fall prey to what what they refer to as diet drift, where you make the recipe that's complete and balanced but uh, one day I don't have the broccoli or one day I don't have the eggshells mm-hmm. or what and eventually um, you, you wind up with a diet that is uh, is not complete and balanced I I, I don't know if you uh, know Karen Becker she's one of the leading holistic vets in in the country yes, and yeah she, she has an expression that says some of the some of the best fed dogs you know are fed a homemade diet some of the worst fed dogs are fed a homemade diet um, and and it it all depends on whether you're you are um, able to do it in a complete and balanced formula. And that's, that's one of the things that, uh, uh, you know, obviously when we do this every day, we make sure that that every batch we do is complete and balanced.
0: I love it. And that makes me feel good when I put it in the bowl. Um, I feel, I feel like I don't have to think about it because you guys already did. Yep. <laughs> and so, and my dogs, um, You know they obviously go crazy for it. The other thing that I talk about a lot is feeding foods um, out of puzzle feeders and puzzle toys and things like that. And this food you can put. I put it in my slow bowls. I put it in my kongs, my topples. It's easy to deal with as well. It's a lot easier than throwing them um, a half a chicken carcass, which I (laughs) used to do a long time ago. Um, So here's a question that just kind of popped into my head as well that I know that people have, which is if they're brand new to feeding raw, if they've never fed raw before, they're going to have a big concern about bacteria. They're going to have a Mm -hmm. big concern about safety. So can you just talk about that a little bit? um, Sure. Kind of, you know, whatever, whatever standards you guys have. Um, What I always tell people is it's not, you know, preparing raw food for your pet is not different from preparing meat for your family. You just need to be clean about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And that's in a nutshell, that's exactly right. Uh, It's, it's fairly broadly accepted that dogs, and I'm going to say cats again um, are, are for the most part, not susceptible to the same pathogens that humans are. Right. You talk about things like salmonella and E. coli and listeria. Those are the big three pathogens for humans. You know, for all purposes, dogs, those are not pathogenic to dogs. Uh, and, and when you think about it, dogs bury bones. When you think of all the things that dogs have evolved, their digestive systems have, have evolved to process. Yeah, they're not susceptible to those things. Now, there are exceptions to that. If a dog's uh, got a compromised immune system or an undeveloped, undeveloped immune system, uh, like as a puppy, um, you have to be a little bit more concerned about that. But but generally speaking, um, these are not issues for for most dogs and cats, especially in the uh, quantities that we're talking about. Obviously, if you if you leave a piece of chicken out and rot, and it's going to develop bacteria, um, uh, that's a different issue. But we're you know we're not talking about that. Um, where 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 pathogens are a concern are to the people handling the food, right? Um, you know, again, as you said, if if you use the same, I'll say, common sense handling procedures that you do when you're handling raw chicken for yourself, um, that shouldn't be a problem. So, so th- this is an issue that a lot of people that are either new to raw or unfamiliar with raw are concerned about. Uh, I, I think as as you educate yourself on on the dog's digestive system, and I can I can a little bit deeper into that, you know, dogs tend to have a, a, a more acidic digestive system than, than humans. So it's kind of a hostile environment for, for these bacteria. And also, whereas with humans, uh, the food tends to st- spend a little time in the stomach and a lot of time in the intestines. It's just the opposite for dogs. So it's, it's, it's staying in the stomach being destroyed by the acids in the stomach. And then it just kind of flushes out, um, the, the intestinal tract very quickly. So it doesn't have a chance to, um, uh, you know, attached to the dog's uh, digestive system. So, right. yeah. so, for those reasons, uh, it really isn't an issue for dogs. It is an issue for humans, but no greater than uh, any other raw meat that you bring into your house for your own consumption.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's just like my original raw feeding mentor um, forever ago. She, when I asked her about this because I was actually working in a veterinary clinic at the time and they told me that was that this was a concern and she her literal words although she I'm not gonna swear on my podcast and she did um, <laughs> were Sarah they eat poop and they don't die there you go um and <laughs> that's kind of you know that's my point is that my dogs are eating what the geese leave in the field when I go take them for a walk and they you know, Just a few weeks ago, one of them found this rotting salmon and he ate it. And there are, you know, there's concerns with salmon, but he was all right. And they just, I think we forget, we forget, we forget it behaviorally. And we also forget it nutritionally that they're not us. They're different from us. They can and should eat raw meat. It is part of, it's part of how they evolved. It's part of um, just kind of what helps them be healthy, I think. And I've seen, you know, for me, feeding raw has been, um, it's just been a big, it's just been a big deal. I did it. I originally switched when uh, the dog food that I was feeding was purchased by kind of a bigger company. And I got worried about um, how the food might change. And I had a mentor and she had been doing it for 20 years and she taught me how to do it. And, um, it really helped. It helped my older dog who had um, just terrible inflammatory bowel disease. He finally, his intestines were able to heal finally. Um, and then, you know, my other dog who just kind of always looked dull. Her eyes were goopy. Her hair coat wasn't great. And she they were on great kibble. <laughs> they were on top of the line stuff, but she just didn't look great. She looks so good. She's still, she's still around and she, she looks fantastic on, on raw. And so everybody's got stories. You shared some stories about your own personal old English sheepdogs. Do you have any client stories that you would like to share with us?
1: Um, we, we get these stories all the time. But actually, if, if, I, if I could, Sarah, you, you raised a point that I want to I address first, if, I, if you don't mind. You know, you know when, when people think about bacteria, they normally think about it in a bad way, that, that there are dangerous bacteria. But there are also good bacteria. Um, and, and one of the things that, uh, is another benefit of raw feeding that people don't tend to focus on when, when people think about raw feeding, they think that the benefits are uh, one you're, 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 uh, in accordance with their ancestral diet and two, you're using good quality ingredients, but there's a third imp- important, uh, factor that, that is being more and more recognized now, which is the importance of good gut health. You know, you mentioned IBD, um, in, in one of your dogs, I think. Um, you know, it's, it's important. And this is one of the important benefits of raw feeding is that you get those good bacteria, those flora that enable your, the dogs, uh, and this is the same as same is true for people, um, that enable our, our, um, you know, our digestive tracts to flourish and to properly digest the food. And, and that's, that's equally as important. And that's a benefit that you, you only get from raw food because cooking Destroys those flora, um, those good bacteria. So um, that that's another important benefit that I, I don't think should be overlooked. Um, and and it is a difference between raw food and 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 any other. It's also a reason you, you talked earlier about, you know, if somebody is new to raw, um, what what concerns should they do? We always suggest that uh, people transition slowly or over time to raw food because. Um, in order to properly process it, you have to have that that proper gut flora to uh, to be able to digest the food properly. If if you just go, if you will, cold turkey from kibble to raw, the dog's digestive tract may not be ha- be able to handle it, and you might run into bouts of diarrhea. So we always suggest that you um, you transition that dog over maybe a one to two week period uh, onto raw and and give that um, that, that gut flora in the dog's digestive tract, the ability to, to develop so that it can, that it can digest that, uh, that food, you know, it, it, turning back to your, your, your question of, of other stories. I mean, we, we get these stories just all the time. I mean, what, what how you described it, we, we, I, I hear that all the time. I, I, you know, for, for 15 years, I've, I've been hearing these stories, the ones that, um, that always kind of, just uh, frankly make my day is when somebody tells me that they had a sick dog and they were worried that they were going to have to put it down and somebody told them about our food and, and, um, just that one change in their diet made all the difference in the world. And now they're, you know, they've got a healthy dog and it's going to you know stay with them for a while. Those we get those stories, a, a dietary chain can, can, can have that profound of an impact on a dog. And, um, like I said, those, those kind of stories still make my day whenever I hear them.
0: Absolutely. I, I mean, I have chills just hearing about it because it certainly, I think, um, allowed my dog Kelso's life, who was kind of my switch over to raw dog to be longer and happier. And um, it's the same with people, you know, you hear stories all the time about a diet change, also changing a person's health and life. And, I just don't think that we give enough credit to the foods that we put in our body um, for us or for our dogs. And I think that nobody would, nobody questions the fact that fresh is better than processed when we're talking about human diets. Um, Very few people question that, that, you know, you can eat a perfectly formulated nutrition bar or shake um, you could eat that every day and never eat fresh food and you would live. Um, but the question is, would you thrive? You know, would you, would you actually be at the full health that you could achieve if you were eating, you know, variety of fresh whole foods?
1: Yeah. I I have to tell you back, back, I, I agree when, back when I was making my dog's food, there were days I have to confess where I'd be at the Cuisinart grinding up their food. Um, getting, getting ready to feed them and I'd, I'd have my chicken burrito in the microwave for myself and, and, and <laughs> yes, every once in a while I'd say Geez, maybe I should just make a little bit of extra um, of their stuff and <laughs> exactly. I'd, I'd, I'd probably be a lot better off <laughs> it's,
0: it's definitely true I think it's important for us to take care of ourselves as well as our dogs but there were days um, especially when I was first feeding raw um, there were definitely days when I was eating ramen and they were eating <laughs> they're really great bowl of fresh food. Um, all right, Gary, is there anything else that you would like to add?
1: Um, no, I, I, I think you, we pretty much covered, covered it. I I appreciate the opportunity to to share our stories with you. Uh, it's been a pleasure and, and, and I appreciate your support for, uh, um, you know, for our dogs and for making sure that they're uh, fed properly.
0: Well Gary, I really appreciate your food and I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and talking about it. So, thank you so much. Can you tell people if they're interested in learning more about your food where sure. they can find it? Sure. Uh,
1: the best place to go is our website, um darwinspet.com, darwins with an s, p e t.com. Um, you'll you'll find a lot of good articles there on uh, that explain the, the benefits of feeding raw and um, also how to order. We we have a uh, um, uh, we are a subscription business, so uh, we, we um, you know, we'll, what we would do is put you on a, a schedule, which you can change or cancel at any time, um, that would be tailored to, uh, I always say, the size of your dog and the size of your freezer so um, so that it's it's convenient for you. Um, and we also have um, a, a great introductory offer because that's the other question a lot of people ask is, will, will my dog like it? And before you go buy a, a lot of food only to find that your dog won't, and by the way, your dog will like it. Um, uh you know it's real food um but we have an introductory offer of, of 10 pounds for 14.95 uh with shipping included so that way you can you can try it make sure that your dog will like it transition onto it as we talked about earlier um and then uh um you know you know for for a fairly s- small investment make sure that it's going to work out for you folks
0: yeah that's what i did um i started out with that offer and I, I mean, I pretty much opened, my dogs are not picky at anyway, but, um, you know, they ate, they, they ate it. But what I loved about it was the packaging. And I also really appreciate that you guys recycle the packaging. So if I put all the styrofoam and everything back in the box, um, you guys already have a UPS label that I slap on it and I put it out. And then when the guy comes to bring me my new box, he takes the old box, um, And I, I love that recycling piece because a lot of the food, you know, the subscription services for people have too much waste to me. Like we've tried some of those, um, meals, meal kit services, and I am bothered by all of the plastic and all the waste. Um, and Darwin's really makes an effort to cut back on that. Yeah.
1: I'm I'm glad you mentioned that, that, that is important to us. and, And we know from our conversations with customers that it's important to them as well. Um, uh, we, we get about half of our back our boxes back or in some cases a little bit more than that and and so that um, that keeps it out of the landfill it doesn't it doesn't save us any money. It costs about as much to return the box as it does to
0: <laughs> no that's it, I it, appreciate it, that It, it, I know it that keeps it out of the landfill
1: and, and uh, uh, you know and also it makes it a little bit easier on the customers that they don't have to handle it themselves they can just put it out there as you said when they get their next order.
0: Yeah, it's true. All right, Gary, I really, really appreciate this. Uh, Thanks so much for chatting with me.
1: My pleasure. Nice talking to you.
0: Thanks for listening to CogDog Radio. If you have questions or suggestions, shoot them over to CogDogRadio at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to like the Cog Dog Radio Facebook page. And until next time, happy training.